Girl Clothing is so much more than clothing. We are a movement. We have collectively decided to stop seeing each other as competition and instead seeing each other as sisters because we believe that is why we are held back as a gender and we are tired of it. So we are coming together, sharing our stories, our experience, strength, and hope to know that we are not alone and to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we are moving forward. It is 100% girl power. We know that if the women energy is not lifted up across this planet, we are doomed as a human race and we are here to change the game. So please help me welcome back our host, Tavra Lee. Thank you for listening to another episode of Girl Talk. And I have Jen Guerrero with me today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. We were just before we were recording, we were talking about getting manhandled. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to laugh because it's not in the way you guys think. We were joking. We were talking about training and she trains in jujitsu and I train and teach in Krav Maga. Well, I'm kind of not right now, but I have in the past. Um, but we talk about getting manhandled in the sense that that's how, you know, we've had the crap kicked out of us. We've mm-hmm. kicked the crap out of people and that's how you learn how to teach it to other people is because you got to go through both sides that's it i've yeah. had plenty of black eyes that i've had to explain and bruises and oh my gosh all kinds are, you, of, are you married i am married so, and me and my husband walked through target and the amount of stares oh, we got I'm with sure. this massive black eye that i had for two months probably i'm sure it was I felt really bad for him. I know. It's, <laughs> it was it's awful. kind of funny. I um I'm single and I I date and mm-hmm. I've been out on dates with like bruises and cuts on my face mm-hmm. and like a broken hand and like bloody knuckles and people will come up and go you can just see it in their face. They look at the other person. They see nothing on the other person and they see me totally like especially if my hands are damaged uh-huh. they're like Oh yeah, and I get like all the grip bruises on my on my wrist, so you can literally see fingerprints like on my wrists and on my arms. So oh it's my like, gosh, that is so funny! Oh man, summertime is fun when I when I wear tank tops. It's yeah, fun. I told I totally get it, and it's so funny. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because nobody really would understand if they walked by and heard our conversation about how we understand why we need to be manhandled. <laughs> they would understand that but you and I are of like kind yep. so I enjoy that conversation yeah absolutely and it's you know it's it's a commitment training in these types of um sports are or martial arts I mean for us it's Krav Maga is not really considered a martial art but you know kind of in the same field mm-hmm. you know there's there's a significant amount of physical work uh, with another person involved so absolutely. injuries and bruises happen and I feel like injuries and bruises are a very small byproduct for the knowledge we gain. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've had many days where I came home and I was just like so sore from being thrown around and, you know, wrestling with, with mm. men, with grown men that are, you know, twice my size. And, you know, when I wake up the next day, I never regret feeling sore the night before, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, I complain a little bit, but the things that I've gained from doing that, it, it, it's, it just really like outweighs everything else. Yeah. I like know? that a lot. So tell me, where are you from? I am from New Jersey. Is, um, so hmm. I'm from the Jersey shore. Oh yeah. Wow. Interesting. And yeah. is that where you train now? I do. Um, I train at uh, Spartan mixed martial arts in uh, Oakhurst. And New is, and do you, you don't teach, do you? I do not. Is this just something you do for passion and as part of your journey to be healthy? Absolutely. Um, if funny enough, I was uh, I was really really heavy um, 
two or three years ago and it was just you know it wasn't just the weight I just the weight of everything just not feeling good not moving around having three kids and you know just putting on weight from from doing that and I just physically did not feel good anymore and I just couldn't move around and I had said to somebody I worked with I was like you know I wish I could find something that I like I don't really like going to the gym um and I've always wanted to do a martial art, but of course I said to her, I was like, I'm too fat to do that. I can't mm. do that. I was like, I can't move like that. And mm. she was like, you should talk to my brother. He owns an MMA gym and he would love to have you there. So I walked in for the first, um, the first initial class. Was it like just a free class, like a free trial? It was like the free trial, like see if I like it. Yeah. And I, lo- I started out in Muay Thai first and then I moved to Jiu Jitsu. Um, jiu-jitsu was really intimidating. I was just watching these big, like, burly guys, like, sweating and, like, rolling around with each other. And they're so rough. And I was like, there's not a chance in hell that you're going to catch me doing that. And really? it was all. And in my head, I wanted to. I've always wanted to be able to defend myself and do something so cool like that. Mm-hmm. But my own body image just pulled me back. I was like, I'm too fat. I can't do this. Um, and then I, I finally did start doing it. And... I'll tell you what, the first two months, I cried every time I left class. I was like, this is not for me. I can't do this. This is too hard. And, you know, my coach was like, just stop. Like, you, it's hard for everybody. You know, it's not, this is not an easy sport. It doesn't get, you get better, but it just never gets easier. Um, And, you know, I just kept pushing through and doing it. And then my kids signed up and that was really what pushed me. My daughter Mm. was like, I love jujitsu. And I was like, okay, I really need to show Mm. up now. Um, And, you know, I remember one time specifically, my daughter was like, mommy, you look like Superwoman," And I was like, (gasps) my heart just dropped. And I was like, I I can't, I was like, I can't stop. And there was a few times that I wanted to quit and, and I didn't. And I just kept going. So that must've been quite a journey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a journey. It's a male oriented sport. So, you know, I'm only one of two women that train at our gym. Um, everybody else is, uh, is male there. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a different feel. I mean, everybody at my gym is fantastic. They're all so supportive and, you know, honestly, nobody lets me wallow in my own shit half the time. You know, they Mm -hmm. just let me, you know, they, they're like, get up, keep going, you know, just go. And, um, which is nice. You need people like that to, to kind of pick you up and tell you, you know, stop complaining. You can do this. And, and they've done that a lot for me. Um, so much so that I was able to compete and do a tournament. And, and that was really the highlight of my jujitsu career up to this point. So, well, let's, let's, let's dive into the details about this a little bit, because I, I, I know that you are, you are explaining the story of how, jiu-jitsu changed your life your Mm -hmm. family got involved Mm -hmm. you know you overcame your fear to do it but you also lost how much weight uh about 130 pounds so that's yeah that's that's no small thing in that process of discovering something you love to do you found a way to move your body that was challenging Mm -hmm. and you became healthier you set a better example for your children but 130 pounds is a lot yeah, and it's been it's been really hard to come to terms with that. And I had um, posted something on Instagram about it, and everybody's like, you know, you should be so proud you lost all this weight. This is so great, what an accomplishment! But yet, I was sitting back and feeling like it's not enough. Like I didn't, I'm still, I'm still big, you know. And now I'm dealing with this body that like I don't, I don't recognize now. It's so, it's such a different body. Um, 
So the weight loss is there's, there's such, you know, it's great to lose all this weight. I can move better. And I, you know, I just, I'm just more active. I can be more active for my kids, but now I'm struggling at 34 looking at this body that I just don't recognize now. You know, I have a lot of extra skin and, you know, a lot of, um, you know, things that come with extreme weight loss and, like you know, what? What explain? Um, you know, just looking at my body, it's different. Um, I have a lot of extra skin on my stomach. Um, mm. so you know, that's something that I've looked into having surgically removed, mm-hmm. but I've just been so back and forth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, trying to come to terms with this is my new body. How do I dress yeah. my new body? And how do I love this new body? And, and you take up a different amount of space physically. Mm-hmm. I, I. I think that people forget that when you change your body shape so much, how you interact in the world around you is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I went from being very, um, you know, I've always been sort of a, an extrovert, I guess. I love talking mm. to people and I love being, you know, interactive with people. But yet when I was a lot bigger, I would kind of, I would talk to people, but I would stand in the corner more and just kind of not want to stand around people because I felt like I was taking up a lot of space. And now I find myself getting closer to people and wanting to hug them more and touch them Mm -hmm. and being okay with being in a crowd and things like that. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of little, little things that come with that extreme weight loss. And it's something that I've heard from many people and a lot of people don't talk about it. Mm. Um, that, that can be, that can be hard to deal with too afterwards. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I, this is, you know, this is part of what, you know, the girl army is all about is that everybody matters and that you are enough and, Mm -hmm. you know, as you are, but the truth is we are all on a journey to try to be our best and and you are sharing a journey that has been very difficult. I'm sure Mm -hmm. I can relate to leaving every day crying, um, from doing something. And I would say that the fact that you still kept doing it shows the resilience that you have. Yeah. Right. And then in the process of all this, you've, you've made a huge amount of accomplishments and how are your kiddos doing in jujitsu? They are doing fantastic. Um, so I have three kids, they're nine, eight and four. Um, and my daughter is the most, my older two are the ones that are in it. Um, so I have my daughter's oldest and then I have two, um, younger sons. Um, my middle guy is still a little like doesn't know what he's doing yet. He's just kind yeah. of floating through. My daughter is all about jujitsu. Um, nice. She's such a cool kid. Um, cool. She loves it and she loves that I do it with her. And we're actually both going to do a tournament in August. So Very we'll cool. be at the same tournament. It'll Very be cool. cool. And, you know, the, the challenging part for you is you have made it through all of this. And then recently you have been diagnosed with some sort of significant issue with your back. Right. Um, so it was really um, like an acute onset. I've always had some lower back pain just because I've had kids and I work on my feet, um, but nothing significant. And um, I just remember sitting down and I was like, this doesn't feel right. Something just doesn't feel right. I let it go for a while and it got to the point where I couldn't walk. Um, and I actually used a cane for a couple of days and I didn't tell anybody because I was just like what is happening to me? I'm only 34. Um, I go to the doctor, I get MRIs and all this jazz. Um, and it turns out I have, um, a hemivertebrae. So it's like a half a vertebrae and it's in between my L5 and S1. So I technically have an L6 vertebrae. So it's an extra vertebrae. Wow. So I was born with it. Um, and I had no idea. I've lived 34 years like that. And so from that, it developed scoliosis and I have severe spinal stenosis from that and just a slew of other things going on that all stemmed from that hemivertebrae. Um, so why can't they just take it out? They can. Um, and there are uh, surgeries to do, but they're 
um, very invasive and every doctor I've spoken to said I'm so young to have that kind of surgery. Um, so they want to try to wait and see if we can prolong it um, with just pain management and see if we can prolong the surgery with pain mm. management. So, um, so I'm still working through that, um, getting epidurals and just trying different things and seeing, you know, yoga, physical therapy, seeing what works and going from there. So what does that mean for your future? What does your future hold? That's a good question. Um, you know, so without the surgery, eventually I probably will not be able to walk. Um, so I will have to have the surgery at some point, and that's just inevitable. Um, but at this point, I, there's nothing that I can really do to hurt myself anymore because it's degenerative. Um, so everything's just starting to break down. Um, so there's nothing I can, I can't really hurt myself at this point. I can just sort of, I mean, I can be sore, but um, I just kind of have to deal with so, the pain. Yeah. So what you're doing now is basically just managing the pain is what right. I was going to say. You're, yeah. you're figuring, and how are, how are you managing that? Um, physically or emotionally? <laughs> I mean, both and, and spiritually. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, physically I've been uh, epidurals, um, physical therapy, um, chiropractic. I mean, just anything I can think of that will help alleviate that without the use of pain meds. Um, I'm not against the use of pain meds. I, it's just not something I want to do right at this point. Um, emotionally, it's been really up and down. Um, you know, I went out last night um, and we walked on Fremont Street in uh, Vegas and I'm halfway through and I'm like, man, I love being out. And then the pain starts and it just sort of clicked in my mind that like my life is a lot different now and I'm going to have to adapt to this different body in a different life and adapt around, around what's going on in my back. Um, and then I can't do the things that I used to do. Um, so, you know, I, I'm learning how to adapt to everything and that's been difficult because I want to keep doing the things that I've been doing but I can't um, but I'm trying to find a way to still do the things that I love within reason um, like jujitsu and you know hanging with my kids and being active with my kids so that's it's been taxing um, you know some days I just cry all day and I just don't want to be here and then other days I wake up and I'm like I feel great let's go let's do this and and everything's fine. So mm -hmm. it's been very, very up and down. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the good part is, is that I'm very aware of how I feel. Um, and I've, I've really tried to stay aware of my own feelings and mm -hmm. talk to people and tell them, like, listen, I don't feel good today. Like, I just want to disappear. And I just, you know, I'm sad. I mm -hmm. just depressed, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's been good to have supportive people around me who know what's going on. That um, was going to be my next question mm -hmm. is that what kind of support system do you have in place and how do your, you know, your kids and your husband feel about this? Um, you know, so I have my whole family, I have my husband, my mom lives at home with us. Um, you know, my kids and you know, my older, my older two understand my little guy kind of doesn't get it. Um, but you know, my older two have been so good about like, you know, doing stuff around the house and mommy, do you need something? You know, what do you need? And let's just cuddle. We don't have to go out. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband has been great. You know, he, um, has been so supportive and, you know, he was the one who sent me here. Like he was like, you need to go mm. to girl life. Um, he was actually in touch with Courtney and they were talking behind mm. my back apparently. Um, and, uh, he surprised me with it. And yesterday was our anniversary. So he actually sent me here because Aww. he thought I needed to be here 
he was like, we'll have many anniversaries. It's fine. So that's amazing. Yeah. Sounds so. like you got a good support system. Mm-hmm. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. And this community is a good community for, <clears throat> you know, the types of struggles that not only you've gone through, but what's coming, you know, mm-hmm. like this isn't going to be an easy road for you. And I really appreciate you being willing to come on here and share your story for sure and allow others to learn about you and become involved and know how to support you so you can support others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the biggest takeaway of everything that's happened with me and even just this conversation that we're having is I like to tell people that it's okay to not be okay. If you are not okay, that's okay. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to be on 100% all the Mm -hmm. time. You don't have to be happy every minute of the day because nobody is, you know, we Mm -hmm. all struggle and we, you know, whether it's a day that I feel sad or it's a whole week or, you know, whatever that may be, but being aware of that and having people around you for you to say, listen, I just don't feel good. And I just want you to know, you may not hear from me, but I just want you to know that I'm struggling today. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's, you know, and that's big for me to, to be able to just tell somebody that, and, you know, I've struggled with, um, with self-injury and that's something that's really come up for me a lot in the past, um, you know, three months or so. Um, and this was previous to, yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, I've struggled with self-injury since I was probably 16. Um, so I have many, many scars on my body. Um, and I haven't hurt myself in a long time. But when things get really hard, it's really easy to fall back into those old um, into those old patterns. And it's definitely something I've thought about in the last few months. But Is it what I see? Absolutely. Yeah. All my arms. Yep. Yeah. Self-injury. So I, I, you know, I, I think it's important to talk about it. Um, Can you explain to people that are listening that may not understand what that means and the types of different self-injuries that can occur? Sure. Um, So for me, I, um, I started when I was, I want to say 16, 17, somewhere around that age. Um, Long story short, I had a very traumatic, um, childhood, a lot of abuse, a lot of narcissism, um, you know, from both my parents, my parent, my mother was an alcoholic, so I didn't really have anybody present. Um, and for me, the self-injury hurting myself, it takes away that emotional pain with physical pain. So once I hurt myself and I feel that physical pain or I see is a little bit graphic, but when I see blood leaving my body, it feels like the emotional stuff is leaving my body. Um, so I'm so focused on that physical pain that I forget the emotional and it kind of makes me shut down emotionally. Um, so that's what self-injury does for me. Um, you know, there's people that flick themselves with rubber, uh, rubber bands or, you know, they pull their hair out or they scratch themselves or they burn themselves. So there's all um, different types of self-injury. Um, mine was specifically was specifically cutting. Um, and that um, it just helped me be numb pretty much um it gave me that numbing Mm -hmm. feeling because i don't want to feel that emotional that harsh horrible emotional pain so i'd rather feel physical pain yeah and it's 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 not i i always thought it was never really the numbing that it's the replacement of pain it gives you something else to think about other than the emotional pain you're giving your body to say okay this here hurts there's there's blood um, this hurts more than what I hurt on the inside, or maybe I can create enough pain on the outside to replace the inside. And yeah. it, it's a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, you know, and it's different. I've talked to a bunch of people and everybody's giving me sort of like a different feel, like how it makes them feel. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, 
it's definitely a short-term thing because the minute I would stop and the minute I would clean myself up, I would go right back to feeling awful. And, um, you know, it just didn't, it was, it was a a short-term fix for me. Um, so how many years were you self-harming? Oof. I probably stopped. I mean, it had to be at least 10 years, at least 10 years. Um, but it was very spaced. Um, it was very spaced out. It wasn't something that I did daily or even weekly. Mm. Um, you know, I just go through spurts of, of being overly emotional, sad, you know, whatever, whatever was going on. Um, and it would kind of come in spurts. Um, and if people, and, and so how did your, I mean, you obviously had a difficult childhood, so it doesn't sound like your parents were very supportive or were involved in that part of, I'm sure your process, but, um, are there people in your life that saw you self-harming and asked questions because I mean I and I for those of you that are listening you can't see but I mean I I visibly can see um, the lines where you've cut Mm -hmm. and um, that's hard to see yeah because I know that it must you must have been under at that time a significant amount of pain Mm -hmm. to to do that Um, how did others handle it Um, you know to be honest and it's and it's and this is sort of a big reason that I've I've been more open about it and talk to people and when I see somebody's scars we don't have to talk but I kind of make eye contact like I see you like Mm -hmm. I I know what that's like um because people don't talk about it Mm -hmm. people don't say anything you know most 90% of the time people don't bring it up um and I've had people say like I know what you're doing like please don't kill yourself and I'm like but I don't want to die, you know? So, and, and there's that big distinction between self-injury and mm. contemplating suicide. So is that what you call it? Self-injury, not self-harm. I usually call it self-injury. That's a um, good word. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Okay. Self-injury. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it could be either way. Yeah. I don't, I'm yeah. not particular. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of turn the other cheek, you know, unless they think, you know, that you want to kill yourself per se. Um, they, they don't really mention it. And it's just one of those things that people don't want to talk about. It's still very taboo. People don't understand it. They don't understand that most people who are self-harming or self-injuring don't want to die. It's quite the opposite. They want to feel something, mm-hmm. you know? So either they're so numb that they're trying to feel something or they're trying to cancel out some other sort of, you know, um, you know extreme emotions or extreme pain or anything like that. Um, so it's, it's quite the opposite of that. Um, so... You know, the only person who ever knew um, was my husband. Um, And we had dated previously, broken up, and then kind of reconnected. Um, And he knew before that. And he was one of the first people that I told. And I remember calling him, crying, just like sitting in my bathroom. And I was like, you need to come help me. And he showed up. And we were just dating at the time. Um, And he didn't blink an eye, which was the best thing he could have done you know Mm. he didn't blink he didn't say anything he was like okay like get up get cleaned up like you know and he just sat down with me and that was that and so it's it's so helpful to have people like that that don't come in and have that like (gasps) like you know what did you just do to yourself you know you have to if you know somebody who's doing it don't make a big deal out of it but try to initiate the conversation if you can um but just know that a lot of people will not want to talk about it um most people i know do not want to talk about it because it's it's a trigger or whatever. Um, so that's kind of, so if somebody sees someone else or knows somebody in their life where they know that they're, um, self-injuring, how do you suggest they navigate it? Is it, is it okay to ask if there's anything they can do or is that going to feel intrusive or especially if it looks like it's a new injury? Yeah. I mean, 
you know, this is almost tough for me too, because, you know, for me personally, I always wanted somebody to ask me, like I wanted somebody to notice me and I wanted somebody to say, Jen, are you okay? And nobody really did, you know? So, um, I didn't get, I didn't get noticed. Um, Mm. and some people don't want to be noticed. So it's kind of a tricky thing to navigate. Um, but I would definitely say, try to initiate the conversation just asking like, Hey, are you okay? You know, if you notice that, like, you don't have to talk about the cuts. You don't have to talk about that. Just, Hey, like, are you okay? And show a genuine interest in this person because chances are they feel like nobody is, is listening to them and nobody understands Mm -hmm. how they feel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that goes for a lot of things, you know, not just self-injury. So, you know, I think we want to be noticed and we want to be um, cared for and loved by other people. So just putting yourself out there and saying, hey, like, I see you. And if you need me, I'm here. I think that's a really good foot in the door with somebody who is um, struggling with self-injury. Thank you, Jen. Absolutely. And we talked about a lot of stuff. We did. <laughs> in a short amount of time. I know. We talked about your weight loss journey. Yeah. We talked about jujitsu and how it's changed your life. Yep. Um, and I'm glad that you're still here and fighting the battle to stay healthy and that your husband, what's his name? Diego. Diego, thanks for sending her here. <laughs> thanks for getting her to Girl Live because now I got a chance to meet her and hear this amazing story. And also thanks for taking care of her while she's going through this, this these back injuries and these back issues because... It's going to be a tough ride, and I'm glad that she's got you in her life. So I just literally just sidetracked and talked to the husband. So, hey. He's a good one. You can do that. It's fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you, Jen. I appreciate it. Now, is there, any, is there any way that you would like people to be able to reach you? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram, so you can uh, look me up on Instagram. It's the.jen.fernandez. Uh, got it. Um, yeah, so I did post something about um, my own self-injury story, so it's in my stories. Okay, um, so if you want to see that, and anybody is free to message me on Instagram. Thank you for sharing your story and helping to make positive change for others. Absolutely, anytime. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes. All right, yes, for definitely. those of you that are listening, thank you for joining us. And if you're listening to us on any, any whatever platform or place you're going to hear the show, give us a rating and a like because we would love to hear from you. And also, the more ratings that you give us, the more the platforms, whether it's Apple or Spotify, they bump us up on the list and actually show us and recommend us to more people. So a rating is really worth it so we can share these transformational stories with so many others. Thanks again, and we shall be back soon. This is Courtney Olson thanking you for joining us. If you want to keep up with us and join us some more, find us on our website at girl.com. That is G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough.